On this episode of Hit the Deck, the American Rhino's LIQ nemesis comes back for round two to taunt him just a little bit more. I've become more competitive, and especially being a goalie where you're, you're all alone back there in the net, it's either you're making the save in a spotlight or you're out of the play in the darkness. And whether it's the Guess Who or Tom Petty, we're big fans of the American ladies. Eileen Messler was raising funds for the women's U.S. national ball hockey team because they will be competing in the ISBHF World Ball Hockey Championship. Plus, when it comes to hit the deck, self-indulgent is our middle name. Well, no, it's actually the. But self-indulgent is right up there. Something that I want to say here, Mrs. American Rhino, if you've listened to us for any length of time, you know what I'm like. You can only imagine what she has to put up with. All this and more coming up on this episode of Hit the Deck and Theme. And the home of the Welcome to episode 131 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And uh, wow, okay, so I feel like the last last week was, was such a podcast, such a full-packed podcast. I don't know what we have exactly in store for this week in terms of, of packedness, full <laughs> Fulidility, uh, densitude. I don't know how stuffed this podcast is going to be, but, uh, you know, hopefully it'll be good for you. It'll be good for us. It'll be good for everybody. Oh, my goodness. All right. You know what? I'm going to jump into the starting lineup because we had somebody on the podcast last week uh, that we didn't finish talking to. So we want to welcome him back and, and, and we want to make sure you know who that is. So for tonight's starting lineup, in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my valiant co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazi, and back with us to sum things up. Hey, I'm the goalie from the LIQ, Sean Early, number 20. Cool, thank you, Sean. Welcome back to the podcast. We will get right back to you momentarily, so if you can just cool your heels and, you know, just be a little patient, we will we will, we will get right back to you. But first, James, how are you? I'm doing all right. How about yourself, sir? I am all right. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was, it was a, honestly, it was a busy week for me at work, but uh, otherwise, pretty good. I did not get the opportunity to play hockey last week, sadly. You know, it's a shame because the, the day that it was beautiful out, we didn't have the numbers, and the day that we did have the numbers, Mother Nature would not cooperate. So it, it was, you know... One of those things, but what are you going to do? Yeah, I hear you. I've been having um, not only a year like that, but three years of uh, of that nonsense But with the clouds. But uh, the good thing, though, is for the Islander fans out there, congratulations to the Islanders for clinching a playoff spot in the NHL. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, only the third team in NHL history to win at least 60 games. So 
That's very rare air. They're joining the 76-77 Canadians, which were much more impressive in my opinion because they only lost nine games that whole season. And then the 95-96 Red Wings, which I think they held the record for 62 wins, but they kind of had padded stats and so on and so forth. But anyway, the Lightning, yeah, they've run away with the President's Trophy and uh, we'll see how it goes for the postseason. So congratulations to those teams for making the playoffs. Yeah, just context for those of you who may have forgotten, that is 60 out of a possible 82 games. So, you know, they did not mess around this year. That's true. Very true. But uh, you know what? This week was April Fool's Day. Uh, oh, right. I, you know, I, I try to be very cognizant of April Fool's Day. Sometimes I forget. But I, I try to be very cognizant and be very wary about what I read and what I hear online on that day and, and in the few days after just you know because sometimes it takes a while for these things to circulate so uh did, did you get got by by any clever pranks james no but thank you very much for bringing that up because my lack tap with a stick to them they posted something on facebook and i think twitter too which which i kind of caught that they were coming out with new colored uh, pucks you know the the deck hockey balls mm-hmm. which were like kind of funky looking and Exactly. I did the same exact thing. I'm thinking, all right, April 1st, I got to be weary. Some people did fall for it, but I think the truth is that, and hopefully I'm not falling for this, that they said, that obviously they're sticking with the regular red, green, uh, excuse me, the red, orange, and um, and pink puck balls that they have, but uh, they were experimenting with a blue one. So I don't know if that's a joke too, but we'll see how that goes. There's also yellow, James. Yellow is the, the coldest weather ball. Thank you. Yellow. Yeah. I mistakenly said pink. So Thank no, you, no, American pink Rhino. is pink is legit. I think it's uh, I think it's red, pink, and yellow. I don't think there's a green one. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm a little drunk, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, slancha. Uh, uh, but um, you know, so you've had a good day. So <laughs> party at James's house. Woo! Uh, yeah. So anyway, no. What I was gonna say is, I actually do have some funky colored balls that are made by Franklin and they're actually branded as NHL, like officially branded NHL deck balls and they're like tie dye colors. So, you know, it's, it's, it may have been a, a, a witty prank by my but you know, it's, it's not outside the realm of possibility. It happens. No. And the funny thing too, is I don't know why a few times that we've used the the pink ball puck, uh, I hate it. It just, it's too sticky or at least it feels that way. It feels a little bit too heavy and especially the surface that we play on. And as a defenseman, that's gets under my skin. So I hate the pink one. I don't know why I mentioned that one, but anyway. Well, you know, there's two things that I'll say about that. One, all of these balls are dependent on temperature. So if you're using the pink ball is for cold weather, like not not freezing cold but like cold to reasonably uh warm but like not not comfortably warm so if you are using a a you know cold weather puck in the warmer temperatures that thing's gonna be like super soft so it's not gonna be good but if you're using it in a, in a colder temperature then it is going to be harder because that's what happens. That's why they have basically we've talked about this on previous podcasts, but basically if you're not familiar with the scale, the different colors of ball. And I think we forgot to mention orange when we were the most iconic of, of colors. Uh, we forgot to mention orange when we were talking about the, the colors that they make, but basically they use a sliding scale. So the plastic that they use for the pucks is, you know, it, it reacts to different temperatures. So they make the the warmer balls 
softer, right? No, harder. Sorry. They make the warmer balls thicker so that when the plastic heats up, it is like it it feels uh, like a regular puck. Because if you try to use a uh, like a cold weather, like the coldest puck, the yellow puck in the hot temperatures, that's the thinnest plastic, I think you can you'll basically like be able to stomp it flat. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's, it's not meant for that. And conversely, if you use the hottest weather puck in the coldest temperatures, it will be like it's like, uh, you know, a baseball. Basically, it'll be solid as a rock. And honestly, I've seen people who try and take like a slap shot with a hot weather puck in the cold and they'll like explode it. You know, they'll like crack it in half because it's not made for those temperatures. So, yeah, it's 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 all rambly. Basically, that that's it's all you know, you use the puck appropriate to the to the appropriate temperature. Yes. And thank you for saving us again or saving me, American Rhino. Right. The, the, the three traditional colors are yellow, orange and red and red being the warmest, obviously. Orange. Yes. The 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 perfect mix of both. And then yellow in the warm. Uh, excuse me. Yellow in the cold. Good gravy. And pink. <laughs> yeah. Pink. So that's your. Like, and I don't know if every, every, every manufacturer uses this scale. I know, you know, Milek definitely does. Usually when the manufacturer codes them to that scale, and I think Franklin also does, they'll have like on the packaging, if you mm. see a, a multicolored pack of balls, or, or even if you just see a, you know, a single color pack of balls, if they are using that kind of temperature color scale, you'll see a little like thermometer kind of with the different colors on it on the packaging so you can tell just by looking at it that oh okay this ball is appropriate for this situation yeah and it's real science and it's it's true so yes true science awesome (laughs) one other thing james that i'm excited about from this week is uh you know just to i wouldn't mention it but you know it's you and me and and or you and i i guess to be proper and because you know that's what that's what we're all about here on hit the deck being all proper and and correct so you and I are are excited, I think, both because our New York Mets have gotten out their first week of the season to a pretty good start. Unfortunately, they lost today in their home opener, but uh, they they started out four and two. So you know, or, or uh, five and five and two, five and two. Yes, James, thank you. James is correcting me. They started out five and two, and so that's a that's a pretty good way to start the season. You know, I'll take that if they can if they can win, you know, five out of every seven games that they play for the rest of the year. I will take that. Amen to that. And the reason why they lost the uh, home opener at the recording of this podcast today, which, by the way, would have been Gil Hodges, 95th birthday. So God bless you, Mr. Hodges up in heaven. Hall of Famer man, Hall of Famer manager, Hall of Famer player, no matter what they say over in Cooperstown. But uh, but yeah, the reason why the Mets did not win their home opener was that the American Rhino wasn't there. So <laughs> big, uh, and they felt it. So sorry, Mets fans. Yeah, I, I dropped the ball there. I'm sorry. I, I got stuck at work and I couldn't go to this year's uh, home opener. So sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Metsies. Uh, Noah Syndergaard also thinks it has something to do with the fact that they played a day game after a night game and they got held over leaving because they had to do random drug testing and didn't get in until a quarter to three in the morning for their one ten start. So 
you know, that's that's unfortunate as well. Yeah, and that's just poor scheduling on MLB's part. Really very irresponsible. And I do believe that had a lot to do with it. And the broadcasters were even saying it going into before today's game at the recording of this podcast that uh, they were warning everybody that the home opener may be a little sloppy and it proved to be true. Yeah, all right. Well, this isn't a baseball podcast. So nope. I will say if you are a baseball fan, I almost said a Mets fan, but you know, I'll open it up to all of our listeners. Wouldn't want to exclude anybody. So if you are a baseball fan, then, you know, it's baseball season. Enjoy. But if you are a deck hockey fan, then we got what you need. We got that good stuff for you right here on Hit the Deck, as always. And we are going to try and feed you some of that sweet, sweet deck talk right now. So, James, uh, anything else happened this week that the listeners should know about? Uh, Nothing that's worth talking about, but thank you for asking. Okay. Well, I, I think I'm largely in the same boat. So that being the case, I think I'll, I'll shoot right into what's on deck for this podcast. If you are amenable, James, we don't want to keep Sean waiting much longer. He has been so patient to wait a whole week for us. So, you know, we, we want to get right to him. So, James, if you don't mind, could you please tell us what's on deck for this podcast? Will do, Coach. Thank you so much. Getting to know Q Part 2. Mr. Sean Early is back in net at the other end of the American Rhinos goal to finish up our interview and highlight what kind of amazing teammates you can find in debt. Our kind of gal, Ms. Eileen Mesler, is a player on the women's U.S. national ball hockey team, and she loves deck more than ice. Be still my heart. Anyway, if you're in Dubuque, Iowa on Sunday, April 7th, you can meet her at a fundraiser to support her team. And Empty Net, a new but brief segment on Hit the Deck where Gary or James has something to say that's as easy as scoring an empty netter with no one in front of us. And that's what's on deck. Uh, Thank you, James. (laughs) You're welcome. Excuse me for laughing, but uh, the American Rhino corrected me on a big mistake I made. So uh, we'll see if that makes the cut later on in the podcast. Maybe. Maybe I, I, you know, I've run out of clever things to put at the end of the podcast. So hopefully I I can find something for this one. Speaking of, well, I was going to say clever. It's not clever. It's actually hack comedy, but I'm going to go there anyway, because that's my brand. So speaking of comedy, let's put that in air quotes. I realize I made uh, a, you know, a a glaring mistake last week. I dropped the ball, you know, uh, due to circumstances well not entirely beyond my control but due to do outside circumstances the podcast you may have noticed went up kind of late last week on friday but you know i i duh i failed to make a very obvious pun i could have said you know we're sorry that the podcast went up late but even though it went up late it's still early because it's sean sean early that's his name I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, uh. Well, I think maybe in, in Sean's defense and, and apologize for uh, speaking for you, Sean, I'm sure the poor man, and, and he's a nice big burly guy. So I don't think anybody's going to tease him anymore, but maybe he has to deal with that uh, growing up with the pun on his last name. But I'm glad that uh, you, you decided to not go there. No, I'm, I'm disappointed with myself, really. All right. uh, in, in all seriousness, I wouldn't want to make fun of Sean or inadvertently or, or, you know, cause him any kind of trauma, you know, mental trauma from, from any damaging, uh, childhood experiences. But, but, you know, that's, that's the kind of low hanging fruit. That's the kind of dad joke that, you know, I do. 
that's my thing, man. So I'm I'm sorry for you listeners who may have been expecting some kind of pun in that vein. So, uh, you know, mea culpa. But all right. Anyway, <laughs> I just let's just just <laughs> just let it go and let's proceed with the interview. I apologize. But uh, moving on. Uh, so, Sean, when you did come to the LIQ and, and, and you know, took your position in net opposite me, mostly, it was actually great timing because we, I guess, I don't know that we knew it at the time, but as it turns out, we were in need of a, another full-time goalie. And, you know, you stepped in and filled that role capably. But uh, when you did take that net, you you seem to uh, take issue with the state of that net. And you promptly set about saying, hey, let's buy some new nets. I'll take care of it. You pay me. And then when I get the nets paid off, I'll start bringing water for everybody. And you can keep paying me for that. And as long as you keep the envelope full, I'll keep buying the water and I'll take care of you guys. And if you need sticks, I'll, you know, I'll hook you up with those and it, all, all this, this stuff to kind of grease the wheels of the league and, and make these little improvements here and there. So, you know, wh- how do you go about spearheading that? How do you step into a league and, and basically say, you know what, this is great. It could be better. I'm going to help you make this better, guys. I mean, it. it I, I'm sorry. I'm talking a lot and not giving you an opportunity to answer the question, but I just want to uh, kind of tie into it seems to me, it strikes me now, having spoken to you so far on this uh, interview, that that kind of ties into the whole leadership role that you were talking about in, in goal when you were describing the position. Do I have that right? Yeah, yeah. You, you, just how you put it, uh, grease the wheels. That's exactly what I did. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't my intention to come in and take over, but uh, I've seen improvements that could have been made. And the first improvement, like you said, was these nets. Oh, boy. Um, the LIQ was playing with these nets. They weren't terrible, okay? They were a little rickety, and they moved a lot. That was the main issue, is is they moved very easily when, when you kicked them or when a stick got on them and uh, they weren't very heavy they didn't make a ding when the ball hit them and it wasn't very pleasurable for a goaltender because we like something's nice and solid that we can put our body against and mm-hmm. hold and hold that post you know and so yeah like i said I, I purchased actually a goal for my driveway to shoot around in and it was a great goal and it was a great price i found it on amazon it's called an easy goal and it folds which is why i have to put it on my roof i I don't disassemble it i just fold it and put it on my roof two of them actually and so yeah i already had the one and you know i offered the league you know if everybody will throw in whatever five or ten bucks and i'll get us another goal and i'll even throw mine with this one on my roof and i'll bring them out to you every week and i've been doing it ever since and ever since those first goals appeared on our rink i've been supported with tremendous feedback on how the goals alone have improved our league now everyone loves to hear that ding when you hit the post and and they don't move so much in the goals and i uh, goalies i I have to i have to interject there sean (laughs) i don't think the shooter loves to hear the ding so much Oh, you're correct about that. When they, when they hear the ding, the head goes down. Yes, <laughs> that's that's the reaction. But uh, us goalies do 
do love to hear it. And uh, no, they're just uh, better quality goals. And like you said, the, yeah, and then um, I offered to do the water. I bring the water for everybody. I, I found it was easier rather than having everybody have to stop at 7-Eleven or something beforehand and get their own hydration. I said, well, you know, I'll just collect like five bucks here and there and I'll keep the water flowing is, is how mm-hmm. I put it. So, and in, in the, in the summertime, it's very important that I do this because I also put it in a cooler for the guys and, and it's chilled and with ice and they can put it on their heads, which they do often. And, uh, you know, they can have the chilled water. So it, it really helps no one get heat stroke and overheated and stuff like that. So anything I can do for the league to improve, you know, our experience, our overall experience and, and, also take less burden from the guys i mean not that i want it all on my shoulders but i want to make it easier for everyone else i want them just to worry about showing up being there on time i'll take care of everything else all they have to do is play and uh so far that's been working out really well and i really i want to just point out for the listener sean doesn't take a cut of that water money it's not like he's you know saying okay you give me five bucks and three or four of that'll go to the water and you know a dollar of that'll go to my gas money or something like that and it's no any any money that gets put in the water envelope gets put towards water and you even collect the bottles the empty bottles at the end and recycle them for the deposit so that the amount of money that needs to be spent on water is that much less Yes, yes, I do. Uh, the LIQ funds that we have, the gold fund, the water fund, it's it's all, you know, in, in its own envelope. And I don't want any of that. That's not for me. That, that's for the league. That's incredibly generous and, and so amazing. So as the listener can tell, Sean is just an amazing teammate. And that's phenomenal that you're willing to do all that, especially with the commute, too, because it's not like you're coming from around the corner or something like that. I mean, you have the longest trip out of anybody, I think, in the LIQ. So to weigh down your car with all of that stuff and have all that responsibility is just, I don't know, I I, I can't thank you enough for that and appreciation. Sorry, James, but the commute, which you said was like an hour and 20 minutes, plus the half an hour on either side of that to strap the nets on the car beforehand exactly and then you get there and then early after the game and, right and uh you get there earlier before everybody else to set the, the stuff up and you don't even ask for any help which personally for me when when gary and i were responsible for the nets i always kind of i don't want to say resent it but maybe kind of hurt my feelings that nobody else would lend a hand or would care you know they'd be shooting around and watching us do all the grunt work and all that so you're a better man than i mr early so i uh, just have to say that is there any way with all of that, can you measure your love of deck that makes you so willing to do all of that? Oh, no. I mean, when, when, you, when you love something so much and you, you want to do it so bad, you're not going to let anything stop you. You know, it's determination. It's love for the game. It, it's love for your teammates. It's love for your league. It's love for your community. You know, you, you just, it's a way to get out there and everybody needs it on the weekends to get that week out, get some exercise in, get some time away from work, time away from stress. And uh, it's very important for everyone to have a hobby and, and I'm glad I found mine. And you know, I'll do whatever it takes to uh, to play this game and to play it right and to do whatever I can for the league. Well, you know, one of the things you've done for the league, you know, a lot of organized deck hockey leagues have stat trackers that people can go on websites and, and look up 
everybody's individual stats. And those are, you know, somewhat accurate depending on how uh, dedicated the scorer is to keeping track of that properly. But, you know, these are these are leagues that hire a whole bunch of people to work the games and take care of these things. You took it upon yourself to institute a stat tracker for the LIQ, which involved you writing code and keeping everything up to date every week after the games. And I mean, first of all, how did you come up with the idea to do that? Uh, and, you know, why did you come up with the idea <laughs> to do that? And, you know, what has that done for the league? Oh, well, um, well, it starts because I am a computer programmer. I'm studying computer science. And there was a lot of things that I was learning that related to skills in in the program of stat tracking. The program also does uh, random drafting as well. And there's a lot of code that goes involved with that. And I'm, it was kind of a, a project for me. And it was a success. And the league really loved it. We've been getting more and more competitive as the game's as the uh, weeks and years go on and people are gaining chemistry with each other and getting competitive with each other and, you know, friendly competitive, like, you know, slap on the hand. Oh, uh, you know, I got more goals than you this week. So <laughs> I got the feedback from the guys. If it was something that they would like to implement into the league and I did it. Uh, it took me a couple of weeks, maybe a month to uh, write the program. And now, yes, I spend a lot of time on it after the games putting in all the information and printing up the new tables and posting them online for all of our team to see. And But that's all because the, the players are really enjoying it. The, the league is really enjoying it. It's grown so much. It's gained excitement. People want to show up now. I'm seeing increased attendance in numbers because people don't want to miss a game, which is great. We've been playing more than we ever have. We've been playing just about every week with this stat thing and everyone has a lot of fun with it and in its own right you know we do play often and you know players go on hot streaks and cold streaks and some people don't keep track of their performances and others would like to so it's kind of another thing where i kind of made it easy for everyone again and i put the weight on me and i said okay i'll do the stats so yeah so every week now there's a whole stat sheet of our roster there's probably a good 20, 25 people on there. And I put in each goal, each assist, each win, each shutout, and everything for everyone. And it's uh, it's really fun for the league. Who's the official score in game since you're in net? Oh, yes. Well, there is an official notebook <laughs> that gets hung up on the side, okay? So we go by the honest, the honesty rule. Uh, honor where system. The honor system, yes, where you, you you don't have to record your own stats, but you have to make sure that your stats are right at the end of the day. So generally, everyone's having so much fun with it that as soon as a goal is scored, someone's on the sideline, you know, for the other team on the bench, and, and they're already filling it out. You know, it, it's it really is fun for everyone and everyone has a blast with it and so yeah everyone just fills it out and i come home with this notebook with chicken scratch of uh, five different men you know who have no handwriting skills and i have to decipher it and make sense of it and and then i uh, tally the stats and post them for everyone to see you need like an liq rosetta stone for <laughs> is that the only innovation that you have developed for the league or or have you come up with anything else and is there anything else that you are looking into for the future oh yeah innovations and improvements are, are always on my mind as the league is growing 
now. You know, we're, we're we can use a bigger rink. So I've been looking into solutions for us there, either new places to play, or I've even considered a new surface for us to play on that I would put down. <laughs> but, you know, I'm holding off on all that kind of stuff. But one of the major innovations recently that I'd like to come to terms with is our boards, some sort of permanent solution. And so far we have these, these wooden pallets that are working out pretty well, but I, I like to make them something a little nicer and something that does the job a little better at keeping the ball in the, in the rink. Our rink, you know, it's got a wall on one side and a fence on the other, and it only has a couple of ways that the ball can get out, but that ball does get out, and it, it's a bit of a, a delay of game when it does happen, and since we run the clock without stopping it, you know, it just keeps the game flowing to, to keep it in, and it's, I, I feel it's a, it's a big improvement in the game when the ball stays in. It's like professional wrestling. Just because you're in a big cage doesn't mean that people can't find ways in and out. Yeah, exactly. And our fence is a good what, 30 feet tall, and it, it still manages to go over that, so the ball will always find a way out. Yeah, to, uh, you know, to, to paraphrase Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park, ball finds a way. <laughs> so, uh, you know... The LIQ, I know you're very dedicated. You've really kind of demonstrated that over the course of the interview and, and obviously over the course of, you know, your involvement with the league. But is there anywhere else that you play hockey, Sean? You, you kind of you alluded to to something earlier. And, you know, so I'd like to to hear you kind of elaborate on that a bit more. Yeah, actually. Yeah, um, it's brand new. It's a new, exciting thing for me. I've become more competitive and uh, I wanted to join something with like an actual league, an actual rink where they play five on five and they have referees and stuff like that, you know, something more officials. It's deck hockey, you know, unlike our street hockey that we play on the weekends. And I paired up with one of my colleagues here who I've met in the LIQ, John Lenhart. Yep. We've had him on the podcast. Yep. John is a, a great man and a fantastic competitor. And, we joined a league, and it's an outdoor deck hockey league in uh, Nassau, Suffolk. Deck hockey, it's called. And the season, spring season just started, and I've played two games so far for the for the red team. They're called the, the Wear Something Red. And uh, I lost the first one. It was a tough loss. It was a 4-1. to one. And then I, I won the second one. It was just a couple of nights ago, and I'll tell you that that was another very important moment of my life. I'll never forget the first, I call it the first league win. You know, being out there at night with the lights and in an official setting and people in the stands, it was a great experience. You know, you, you talk about butterflies. It's like being in a spotlight. It's, it's like being in a, in a real game. You know, it, it was a great experience. And I would recommend anyone who's looking to play deck hockey that there are leagues by you and, you know, they're waiting for you to join. They, they need players. And uh, my league is, is very, um, we're very friendly. You know, like as a new goalie, I didn't know what to expect, but uh, all my teammates are, are very supportive and, you know, a lot of handshakes and and slaps going around and good jobs. And it's a great place to be. You know, Sean, I, I, I get what you're saying and I think the listener does now, but I can't help but think that, that the way you describe some of this stuff reminds me of some things that you might run into accidentally on the seedier parts of the Internet, like uh, oh, hot, willing hockey leagues are waiting for your call. <laughs> but no, it you know, it is. T- 
the the one thing that this has in common with that is uh, passion. You know, clearly there's a lot of passion involved in uh, your love of, of hockey. And I'll, I'll tell a quick story that actually has nothing to do with hockey, but kind of seems reminiscent of what you just described with your your big league win there. And many years ago, when I was doing theater in college, we had had a uh, like some kind of uh, some kind of music showcase in the theater. I don't remember the circumstances. I think it was for charity or something. I don't know. But it was a bunch of like local campus musicians and they were, you know, they, they did their sets up on stage and I was running lights for that show and possibly sound. I don't remember, but definitely lights. And so there was one guy who was just by himself at a piano and he was on stage and he did his thing and it was, it was a cool song, but it was not a ballad, but it was less rock and more like power kind of emotional thing. And as he as he kind of finished, you know, held his last note and with the piano and, and vocally. I brought down the lights, all the lights on stage until it was just him and a spotlight. And he was like, oh, man, I felt like I was at the garden just now. Thanks, light guy. <laughs> and, you know, it, it sounds like you had a similar, you know, hockey experience out there on the deck. And that seems really awesome. So thank you for sharing that with us. And I hope you have many more experiences like that going forward. Yeah, yeah, thanks. It was exactly like that, especially being a goalie where you're, you're you're all alone back there in the net. You always feel like you're in the darkness, but then in a spotlight, you know, it's either you're making the save in a spotlight or you're out of the play in the darkness. So mm -hmm. How poetic. All right, yeah. So I guess the last question we have for you, Sean, is what's next? I mean, you, you kind of alluded to things you wanted to do going forward and, and how, you know, this is maybe just the beginning for your hockey career. So uh, what's next for Sean? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, we have to keep the LIQ going, and um, the LIQ is growing rapidly. We have a good six new members in the last three months or so, and uh, that's increasing our numbers. And like I said, that's going to allow for tournaments and our own little events, and, uh, you know, that, that that's going to be fun because maybe we could put on our, our own little event and, you know, have some uh, sponsors and stuff show up or gain some publicity in some way. Not that I'm looking for that, but it'd be nice to uh, get our name out there and more recognized. And, yeah, I'm just going to keep playing. I'm playing in the in the deck leagues now. And also, I'm doing research, you know, like I like I do. Like you do. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're looking to, to even travel. We're looking at these tournaments around the United States in our area. So there's a couple near us in Manhattan, in uh, New York City, and uh, we're going to try to hit one of those. And then there's one all the way out in Chicago, and we're looking for a team of, of seven guys to drive over to Chicago and play in a tournament. And then after that, there's one in North Carolina. So, you know, as long as I have the time and as long as I'm young, I'm going to keep playing. I'm addicted to this deck hockey, and there's nothing that's going to stop me from playing. I want to play more, and I want to win. Yeah, the the difference between playing goalie and most other things that you get addicted to is that the first hit is definitely not free. You have to you have to buy your way into that position. Oh yeah. But it's worth it in my opinion. IMHO. You know, I I don't know about this Chicago tournament that you're talking about. This is the first I'm hearing about it, but the 
Manhattan tournament. I believe you're looking at the Rose Charities tournament, which we've talked about and participated in uh, here on the podcast. And for those of you who may be interested in that this year, it is going to be April 27th in downtown Manhattan. So uh, so if you're interested in playing in the Rose Charities this year, April 27th and the North Carolina, of course, we've talked about we just had our uh, our RSHL trilogy, our Iron Man trilogy that we talked about here on the pod with Kevin Frost and, and their summer shootout is going to be at the end of July. So look for more information on that here on the pod. And if you have any specifics about the Chicago thing, you know, feel free to throw it out. Otherwise, you know, just trust that there's a tournament in Chicago somewhere, which is potentially awesome. No, oh, yeah, it's called Hockey Fest. It's the first time that it's coming to the United States. It's actually a big Canadian event, and it's being played right outside the Chicago Blackhawks arena right in their parking lot they set up official little deck hockey rinks and leagues of all ages it's a big festival and there's a website you can google um, chicago hockey fest and uh, i believe it's um june 20th i believe is the date of that james haven't we talked about hockey fest on the pod before yes i was just looking up what episode that was but you're right that was in june and uh in Chicago. Is that the one that has the inflatable rinks or mm-hmm. no, that's the one that builds the actual like miniature hockey rink, right? In the parking right. lot? Yes. The that, miniature hockey rinks in the parking lot. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that that's awesome. Yeah. So, so cool. I didn't know it was going to be in Chicago this year unless we talked about it on the podcast, in which case I just forgot. Yeah, we, we did. <laughs> All right. Well, then I forgot it was going to be in Chicago this year. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, great. Um, James, is there anything else that you have for Sean? No, sir. Just thank you so much for joining us. And you represent the LIQ so well. And any team that has you is very lucky too. So continued luck and hope to see you out there soon. Yeah, man. I'm always pulling for you unless I'm opposite you, in which case I hope you do a good job that's slightly less good than the job that I do. No, uh, no hard feelings. Thanks, guys. And James, you need to come back out. Yeah, I miss you guys a lot. It's, I get um, that a lot, James. Yeah. You you would not believe how many times guys come up to me and say, where's James? When are we going to see James again? Uh, <laughs> uh, I really have to whip myself into shape. So I appreciate that very much. And I guarantee you, I miss you guys a lot more than you miss me. But thank you. That's very sweet and kind. And um, I'm enjoying watching the, the action, at least on YouTube. And I do miss it. But you guys are great. And I would not insult you by showing up without having to practice an awful lot. So hopefully I'll be out there soon, but thank you. Oh, the, the YouTubes are phenomenal. They're so much fun to watch. Yeah, that's that's going to... I'm not happy with some of the camera angles that we have due to the limitations of space and equipment, but hopefully that's going to improve very soon. Stay tuned, is what I said. I told the LIQ, actually. So uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think it's working out fine, but I, I was thinking maybe if you did like um, offset corners instead of right behind the goal, maybe in the corner... But then it might throw the view off. I'm going to, I'm going to, mm, the, the new cameras, spoiler, we're getting new cameras. The new cameras that I purchased have a wider view distance. So hopefully that'll get a little better, but you know, I'll, I'll set them up this weekend, you know, assuming we get to play and we'll see how that works out. So, you know, we can go from there. No, yeah, I, I thought I thought the camera angles were fine. I actually think they were perfect because when one goalie is in front, you know, usually I'm I'm ducking down or something or whatever, and I'm not, you know, the goalie isn't covering the play. So I, I think the, the camera angles are 
are fine. Maybe like you said, just the wideness. Yeah, there are blind but. spots, which is what bothers me. But th- this is this is inside baseball. You don't need to worry about this. Yeah. Sean, is there anything else that you have for us, or anything else you want to talk about? No, no. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. No, it's our pleasure. Thank you for for coming on. Like I said, oh. I wanted to do this for a long time. You've you've been a kind of integral part of our league for for you know the last year plus, and yeah, I really wanted to get your perspective on stuff. So. We appreciate you making the time. Yeah, no problem. Sean, is there anything you want to promote? Twitter or Instagram or anything? I know a lot of people, you know, have these personal accounts that they like to throw out there. So if you've got anything, now's the time. Nope. Just, hey, go look at the LIQ Street Hockey website and the LIQ Street Hockey YouTube. All right. That's, that's what you should be looking at. <laughs> Works that's for where me. the action is. Well yeah. said, sir. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hot, hot willing leagues in your area. Are, are waiting for you. Uh, all right, Sean. Thank you again for coming on, and uh, we'll catch you out there. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Take buddy. Care, buddy. Cool. Always, always good to talk to Sean off the air, and and now we've had the opportunity on the air to do it twice. So that is awesome. Uh, because you know, honestly, as you probably picked up on from the conversation that we've had the last couple of weeks, Sean is one capital dude. So, you know, good on you, Sean. Thank you so much again for joining us. We, we really appreciate it. Yeah, he's, he's the real deal. Uh, a real honor to know him. It's fantastic that he found the LIQ and uh, just uh, he does so, so much on a weekly basis. And he's so humble and doesn't expect anything in return. So he's just a really great guy, great teammate, great player. It's wonderful to see. And I have to get back out there and, and play with you guys again. But it's just wonderful to see, especially now thanks to the American Rhino with the YouTube page, to see how Sean has gotten so much better in goal in such a short amount of time. As he said, he's only been in the league for about a year and has only played goalie, I believe, less than that. So really impressive. Great stuff. Great guy. And um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's exciting. Sean is obviously really dedicated to the sport of deck hockey and dedicated to getting better and, and being great. And, you know, you you can hear that in what he talks about someone else who is dedicated to deck and, and is, you know, a really a I don't know if she's a capital dude because I've never actually met her. But she seems like a, a top notch player and somebody who's really passionate about the sport is Ms. Eileen Messler. Yeah, well, at least we know some of her teammates and her assistant GM uh, that that's running the show there, too. So I guess we kind of know her in one way or the other. But uh, yes, Eileen Messler was, there was an article written about her lately and she will be in Dubuque, Iowa on Sunday, April 7th. And you can meet her in person if you're in the area. She is raising funds for the women's U.S. national ball hockey team because this year, 2019 in June, from June 14th to the 22nd, they will be competing in the ISBHF World Ball Hockey Championship. Yeah. But yeah, as we were saying, we know Jackie Spiegel of friend of the podcast and we had the pleasure of meeting Jackie last year in person very very great wonderful human being a fellow Brooklynite too and she is the team's assistant GM so she is back for the 2019 squad we also had Amber Moore and Cherie Stewart 
as guests on the podcast back in HTD 57. Yeah, I think if, that's when we peaked. Yeah, I agree. If you haven't heard that, please go check that out. It's uh, one of our definite highlights of this podcast. And Sharice uh, Stewart is back on the roster for the 2019 team. Amber Moore, I don't know if she's moved on to bigger and better things, but uh, I didn't see her name on the roster. So we'll uh, try and look into that. But yeah, Miss Mesler is just like we said, our kind of gal. She is a uh, defenseman, by the way. So really hitting home to my heart there. And she prefers deck hockey to ice hockey. She's played both, has been playing deck hockey since she was eight years old, then took a hiatus, something that's similar I could relate to in a much, 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 much lesser way. I'm not putting myself on her level by any means, so apologies if that appeared to be what I was trying to do. I'm not. The American Rhino got me back into playing deck hockey after years and years of not. So she's back in it, and she's made it to the top. So uh, a member of the USA women's ball hockey team. Yeah, actually, the quote I really like from her about that is uh, she said, so once I started picking it up again, I was like, oh, my gosh, I miss this so much. But, you know, I read that and in my mind, I kind of add a little life to that. And I picture her saying like, so once I started picking it up again, I was like, oh, my gosh, I miss this so much. That's like, I guess. I'm injecting a little bit of myself in there because that's probably how I would say it. But, you know, that that's that's what I like to think her reaction was. Exactly. Especially to have that much passion to represent your country and have to pay your own way to do so. It's really remarkable. And that's what we tried to convey back in episode 57. And again, it's the same story with Miss Mesler. So again, if you are in the area and we will have links to, there's probably ways that you can help raise funds for the ladies to get out to Slovakia, I believe it's uh, this year yes in june it is and uh so eileen will be in the mystique community ice center on april 7th at the recording of this podcast that is this sunday from 3 to 6 p.m and i'm guessing that's eastern time not sure but anyway we'll have the information on our facebook and instagram and twitter and all that other stuff you know what's interesting about this james it's in slovakia this year i think it's been in the czech republic the last couple of years and even though they used to share a country, the Czechs and the Slovaks do not like each other. So if they're going to be like Czech fans there at the tournament and, and vice versa, I hope that, you know, there aren't any uh, any fights that break out in the stands over this stuff. Yeah. And the American Rhino just have to uh, tap the stick for your excellent coverage of the 2017 tournament. So thank you for that. Uh, it was a daily thing, and you had to get up really early to follow the games, and the uh, recaps were exciting and fun. So thank you for sharing all of that great stuff with the HTD family. So we'll see if we could do that again this year or if you could watch the games yourselves and uh, whatnot. But 2017, the USA women had silver. Yes, they, I, uh, I referred to them as hashtag silver bells. That's right. They, they brought home the silver in an exciting final and the best finish that they've ever had so you know what as uh, Eileen's saying uh, maybe there'll be gold in their future but uh, either way just a lot to build on great hockey really exciting it's all about what uh, it represents what deck is all about so really really great stuff and this young lady is a wonderful representation of the passion of deck hockey players and the benefit of it and we're looking forward to uh, rooting them on yeah honestly I'd really like to see them win the gold selfishly I mean, obviously, because it would be a great achievement for them and for the USA, uh, you know, that, that they represent over there. Obviously, there's all that. And being the American Rhino, that appeals to me on many levels. 
but mainly it's because I, I just want to tweet hashtag golden girls and then in all caps, thank you for being a friend with like three exclamation points. <laughs> yeah, come on. You can't let us down, Eileen. <laughs> uh, hashtag pal, hashtag confidant. Yeah. Come on, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let, let's look forward to that this summer. So, you know, if you can help them get to that goal, get on there and do that because, you know, they can't win if they can't get there. Yeah. And, and uh, as she was saying, too, they have to worry about traveling and all that expensive stuff, including equipment and accommodations. So that's all very expensive. So hopefully we could help them all out. And, um, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see good things happen. They should see the biggest gift will be from you. And the card <coughs> attached will say, go win the ball hockey championships. There you go. I mean, you know, you can paraphrase that however you like. The the message is optional. Just, you know, the, the important thing is, is that they, they get there. Yeah, hopefully that uh, Jackie and company won't be offended by all that silliness. <laughs> hopefully they still will be friends. We'll, we'll see how it goes. At least don't beat us up. I, I'd, I'd appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> I would not have to move to St. Olaf. In shame. <laughs> oh, fun times. Uh, and, you know, so that that's that. And lastly, or second to lastly, or last organized whatever, is, as, as James mentioned in the on deck, we, just a, a, a quick kind of thing. In this case, it's something that I want to say here. And it's my wife is celebrating as this drops tomorrow. My wife is celebrating a milestone birthday. So uh, Mrs. American Rhino does does quite a bit and puts up with quite a bit with me, you know, with the podcast specifically and, and just generally, really. Uh, if, if, you know, if you've listened to us for any length of time, you know what I'm like. You can only imagine what she has to put up with. So imagine 24 hours of this, like for 14 years almost. I can't. So anyway, happy birthday, darling. And, you know, many more and, and you know, enjoy it and, and enjoy whatever you have in store for you uh, because you've more than earned it and, and, and deserve it. So, you know, I love you and happy birthday. So, uh, OK, well, that being said, now it's time for the the final unofficial segment of the podcast, which, you know, longtime listeners will know is is you know what to expect. You know what's coming. You know what I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you that we got coming in hard and fast a little bit of this week in Gritty. This week in Gritty. So not that much on the Gritty, 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 Gritty pipe this week. You know, I we, we kind of really... Last week was pretty momentous for this week in Grady, so I guess he decided to chill out a little bit this week. Not a lot to report, but there's a couple of things. So first off, as we mentioned at the top of the show, April Fool's Day was this past week. And while Gritty announced that he was going to celebrate the holiday privately with just with himself and asked that people be respectful of his wishes for some reason... Because we know what a, a private reserved person Gritty is. You know, the, the Gritty phenomenon 
obviously has spread to Philadelphia at large because a local public radio station, WHYY, I guess would be the, the pronunciation there, they announced that they were debuting their own mascot, Whitty. Oh, and no. Whitty is basically gritty but blue and with different hair and like thick black glasses and like a, a a tote bag that you would get for donating to like PBS or NPR or something like that and a, and a mug. So that 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 was their you know their little April Fool's Day uh, practical joke. I, I don't think Whitty is going to be a real thing, in spite of the fact that they they said it would. But you know, I guess whatever you say on April Fool's Day doesn't count. So. So yeah, that that's uh that although, you know, opposites attract, they say. So I guess gritty and witty would make for quite a couple. Yeah, I was totally wrong about gritty. So we'll we'll see how witty. By the way, with the regular season wrapping up mm-hmm. at the recording of this podcast, uh will we be able to have this week in gritty in the off season, do you think? You know, I, I wanted to I was gonna address that next week, but it's a valid question. And I guess the the short answer is I don't know. I will keep an eye on it. I doubt there will be a lot of gritty news in the off season. I mean, he could surprise us, but I think we might have to go to a this month in gritty model for a while. So we'll you know we'll keep you updated, listener, on on what that is. I guess I'll have a better idea of what that looks like once the season actually does end. So right now I'm planning on you know one more next week, and from there we'll see what happens. So. All right. So, yeah, that, that's that's for you, super fan, Sue. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, every even Gritty needs an off season, I guess. And, and I guess we all need an off season from Gritty. So yeah, very true. And, uh, you know, I can't really brag because the Rangers aren't going anywhere in the postseason either, but neither are the Flyers. So I don't know if that means that Gritty is just going to be going back to his little slumber or whatever he was, where he came from or who knows. I wonder if Witty has a normal orange belly button. <laughs> We gotta find out. No, no, we really don't. Okay. <laughs> Due respect. I don't want to know. Witty. They couldn't come up with anything better than that. Well, it's W-H-Y-Y. So it's W-H-I-T-T-Y is the witty. Whitty. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Thank you. I guess like, you know, Whitley would be would be the, the full name and Witty would be a nickname. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably putting more thought into this than they <laughs> did. But, you know, that's... That's my justification. Where's my no prize? Oh, Stanley's gone. All right. And anyway, never mind. Moving on. Actual gritty news. So gritty, gritty wasn't very active this week, but he did find the time during intermission to wander the crowd at Wells Fargo and 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 you know greet greet the people there uh, on the you know separated by glass, uh, greet the people who came down, the fans who who came down to spend the most money to cheer for the Flyers. And one of the, the the people that he brought his special brand of joy and gladness to was an adorable little one-year-old who was celebrating their birthday with the, their first ever Flyers game, who Gritty caused to have a terrified, screaming, crying fit. I mean, which is the proper reaction, obviously. <laughs> but yes. uh, yeah, so so Gritty spent his week terrifying infants. I don't get him. He's like uh, the boogeyman or something. I mean, stealing a, a young child's goalie equipment and throwing it into the stands and knocking kids over. And 
fighting with them. I, I don't understand it. Making them cry. I don't it, get it. It's what he does. It's Lawsuit City. And James, I know you said you were a little drunk. I don't know if you are actually drunk on this thing that I'm about to mention. It's not new. It's not recent. It's just something I just saw. This actually dates back to September, apparently. But a local brewery in Philadelphia released a gritty themed brew that's uh, I think it's like orange cream and vanilla flavored beer and it's called nightmare fuel okay that's a good name yes you have to Mm -hmm. you have to choke that down after you dropped 850 dollars on a three foot high bobblehead of gritty maybe but james it's funny you should bring that up because (laughs) the final topic in this week in gritty is in a similar vein you might have to choke that down if you have to come home every day to a life-size gritty fathead Oh, come on. Now, if you are not familiar, listener, with the concept of fatheads, Fathead is a company which specializes in decals of players. And they're like wall decals, like vinyl stickers, essentially, that are removable, that you can stick on your wall. And it's basically a player. They make star players from from basically all the big teams. And so they're also somewhat expensive they sell them in different sizes you can get like a small medium large and life size so in gritty's case it would probably be like what eight feet tall somewhere around there i don't know gritty's actual height but i would imagine he's between seven and eight feet tall so in fact you may opt to come home every day to a a gritty a life-size gritty fathead staring staring at you and charging at you with a hockey stick or skating at you with a hockey stick from from your wall and uh, i don't know why gritty has a hockey stick like i get it it you know he's a hockey mascot but you never see him with the stick thankfully so uh, it's not necessarily strictly accurate but uh, you know i i kind of get it and you might want to chug that nightmare fuel as you sit on your couch and stare at that fathead and wonder why you spent sixty dollars on it oh no no yes so if if you want to be haunted by gritty every day (laughs) you you can you can buy that fathead for a mere sixty dollars plus shipping and handling jeez and james that has been this week in gritty this week (laughs) in gritty oh boy And we, I think, are running a little long again here on the podcast, so it's probably about that time. What do you say, Pops? Last minute remaining in the podcast. All right, we have a chord. So, that being the case, I would like to thank you, Pops, for being the voice of the podcast. Thank you to Anthony Sajazi for providing us with music and the LIQ for sound effects. A huge... Gritty size thank you to Sean Early for being on the podcast, not once, but twice consecutively, and for sharing the benefit of his knowledge and experience and passion here on Hit the Deck. Thank you, Sean. I'll see you out there very soon. And uh, thank you to you always for listening to this podcast, because as we always say, if it wasn't for you, there would be no us. So, 
thank you for dropping in with us once again. And uh, if you want to continue to do so, please subscribe. Please subscribe to this podcast. I can't stress it enough. Whatever your pod platform of choice is, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And it's always right there when you, when we drop a new one, whenever you're ready to listen to it. And subscribe on our YouTube channel. Not because there's a lot of new stuff there, because there isn't, but because it would really help us out if you did. And the more subscribers we get, the more inclined we'll be to put new stuff on there. So, you know, it's a it's the circle of life, really. So we'd appreciate it if you would do us that solid. We are Hit the Deck podcast on there on YouTube. And if you're if you're doing stuff with us anyway, you know, tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you want to see. Talk to us. Become a part, an active part of the Hit the Deck community. Email us at hit the deck at gmail.com. Deck is spelled D-E-K. You can get us on Twitter. You can tweet at us. We are Hit the Deck Pod. You can get us on Facebook or Instagram at Hit the Deck. So many ways to find us. We are there. We want to hear from you. And uh, I want to hear from you, James. You have anything before we end the podcast here? Yes, thank you. Uh, first of all, my apologies to Milek and for being colorblind and not remembering what colors are for what. And uh, I'm going to go sleep it off. But before I do, please support our friends at the Columbus Deck Hockey Association, the Charlotte Street Hockey League, the Raleigh Street Hockey League, the VAR Hockey League, and of course our own LIQ, and the Women's U.S. National Ball Hockey Team. Thank you, James. Thank you, sir. And so we end this podcast in the normal manner. And that is always, of course, to remind you, dear listener, that whether you are driving long distances to pursue your passion or being driven crazy by your husband of 14 years, whether you are pursuing your dreams on an international stage or pursuing your nightmares (laughs) in your living room, regardless of what you happen to be doing, I would always encourage you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Anyway, if you're in Dubai, Iowa on Sunday, April 7th. Hang on. You said Dubai, Iowa. (laughs) I don't think she's going to Dubai. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, sure. Dubuque. Yeah, right. (laughs) That would be a long trip. Yeah, I'd I'd say I was drunk, but I really have to chalk it up to taking too many shots to the head. So thank you for catching that.